Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Hi, everybody. It's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90-Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we are back. Finally, not pointing any fingers at all at anyone, but somebody was having technical issues. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll skirt over that. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be your host this evening. It's me, Mark, and I am joined by Tucker. Evening, Tucker. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Daryl was the technical problems. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got the straight in there, don't you? Yeah, right, and, uh, right. we are joined with with somebody that you will be familiar with from um, every stream. You normally see him in the comments, and Daryl's with us tonight. Evening, Daryl. Evening, Mark. Evening, Dega. Evening, everybody. Yes, I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. This is what happens when you don't turn your laptop on for about six or eight weeks. It's uh, he's using one of those newfangled steam-powered laptops. Aye, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think we were going to get on. I didn't think we were going to get on it first, or so we'll have to just kick him off, I think. <laughs> then again, it might happen to be fair, mate. Um, <laughs> well, that's it. We'll have to see what his quality is like tonight. But thank you for everybody for uh, for waiting for us to join. We are live now, finally. 
and uh, we're here to have a little bit of chat around today's um, press conference where we saw uh, Amanda Staveley speaking to the club um, on um, social media, on YouTube. So we thought we'd just have a little bit of chat around that and uh, see how how things go. Um, so, uh, Daryl, you had the, uh, the joyous... Uh, occasion of actually meeting Amanda earlier this week and uh, and her, her lovely husband, Merdad. Aye, I did. Um, very fortunately at work, um, they were travelling up from London King's Cross on, on Tuesday morning and I was uh, very privileged uh, that they gave us 10 minutes of their time just for a quick hello and a quick chat um, and also got hold of a picture which you can see on the Gallagher Shots Twitter handle as well. They retweeted me, me tweet from, from Tuesday morning. Um, as I said on yesterday's phone in, if you want to watch that back, um, you know, they're genuinely lovely people. Everything you'll have seen Amanda speak about in the interview today and how she comes across in the interview is generally how they are in the flesh as well. Um, I cannot speak highly enough of just how lovely and genuine they are. So you had no technical problems on the train for them or anything like that, Daryl? No, everything oh, was no, okay. No, 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 everything no, was fine. Good. Absolutely That's fine. Good. Sorry, I'm just being a dick. I apologise. Um, <laughs> So did you did you did you ask them anything at all? I appreciate obviously like, well you know you're not really going to because you're just doing your job. Like, but first of all, it is nice to hear that they were they were approachable, obviously, and they were they were happy to kind of get a photo and stuff like that. But like, um, were you nervous speaking to them or anything like that? I imagine you were. I was actually, and you know, it, it's not very often you get starstruck by anybody, but it was just because mm-hmm. the overwhelming feelings of joy and elation that you get from actually meeting the people who are effectively saving the club to a degree um, and I had briefly met my dad at the Chelsea game a couple of weeks ago um, and as soon as I started speaking to them he sort of recognised that it was me again um, but I sort of just said you know thank them for, for doing everything they've done so far and, and buying the club um, just said congratulations on being able to appoint Eddie as manager as well um, and mentioning that it was nice to see him pop into work at 10 to 7 on that morning at the training ground to, to start the job. You know, it's... Um, Fucking hell, though. No, there was, no, there was, like I say, they were just uh-huh. really nice to talk to and, you know, I didn't want to pry them for too much information and just saying, mm-hmm. you know, they were quite happy to tell us exactly what they've said in, today in, in, in terms of how big of a job it is and all the work they've got to do and what they have been doing in the last five weeks. Um, so I've I think from what I would definitely take from the conversation that I had with them would be going forward that, you know, they definitely have our interests at heart and I have faith in them to deliver their promises. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that Amanda talked around in her interview was how how really welcomed she'd, she'd felt by the, the fans, um, not only her, but... Obviously, her, her husband and uh, the Rubens that she'd spoken to, and um, she felt that she'd really been welcomed to the club. Everybody was really um, nice and genuine, and um, and when they, they, they were speaking to her, um, she did say, say that it, it had been an exhausting five weeks, um, and that it had been a lot of long hours trying to kind of get it all get it all sorted. But uh, you can you can quite imagine there's there's been a fair bit of work to do during during the last five weeks, Decker. Well, yeah, I think it's, I mean, incredibly difficult for them in in one sense. I mean, I can also hear an echo, which isn't helping. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've come in, obviously, 
they obviously want to do the best they possibly can. But the, I think what what she also said early on in the interview was um, having to act quick and learning things on, on the job. Do you know what I mean you haven't even got like a summer off, have you, to try and sort of you know understand things and talk to people you're literally on the job day one having to do things um she's on the train more times than daryl recently from what i've seen as well she's you know she's she's up and down but obviously going back to london or whatever and then coming back to newcastle it must be exhausting there's no doubt about it and obviously there's a there's a sense of pressure there as well because she wants to do well uh, and be seen to be doing the right things and it, it must be very difficult it must be very difficult but we'll love her, yeah. of course. It's a hell of a commute, like, I, I must give her that, like, mm -hmm. it's, to do that, even if it's more than, maybe up to three or four times a week, just buzzing back and forth, it's a hell of a job, and they were definitely very busy for most of the trip, the trip as well, noticing when I was, like, passing by that, you know, they were either buried in the laptop or taking phone calls, so it's definitely, they've definitely got that work cut out for them, but they're, they're doing a grand job so far. Was it just the two of them that were there, Daryl, or was there anybody um, else from the club with them? There was two of them, and there was a couple of that um, bodies as well from that team. Um, I wasn't quite able to make out exactly who they were, but before we uh, parted ways, they pretty much said, oh, um, we're here with the rest of our team. Um, whether or not that's a team that's working for the club or if it's from PCP itself, I don't know. But I think you would probably think they were pulling their resources from PCP to work alongside them with the club at the same time. You did really well, like, for just doing your job there, Darryl. You seem to be asking <laughs> loads of questions, introducing you to the team and stuff like that. I see you've done very that well was, there. Like I said, that was as we were getting off, and I was just chatting to them before we we, we got off the train, and, uh, like I said, she was like, oh, so, like, yeah, we are, and this is some of the team that we're brought up with. So it's nice to see them crossing over from all anglers there, of their expertise and their business to bring it into the club, because as we've found out today, and as I'm sure Mark will mention, that they've talked about the levels of investment that are going to be needed going forward. Yeah, I think what what you've said there about them being approachable is, is unbelievable, isn't it? You know, and you think it, it, it's such <clears> a shock <throat> to the system. You just yeah, don't yeah. expect it to be like that. But like they were happy to talk and happy to listen as well. To be honest, and it was just really refreshing, and like still kind of quite believe it now. Because when you when you see them like on the TV and stuff like that, of course they're at the best, right? As you would be, you, you're going to be presenting yourself in such a way that you're you're approachable, you're a lovely person. But sometimes with people that are that rich or that you could say powerful in a sense, mm -hmm. um, they could also be very arsy in that situation. You may expect because yeah. in the day that they're on a train, they want to be on the phone, they want to be on the laptop, they want to be working or whatever. And then there's people coming over like yourself, no offense, Daryl, but mm -hmm. are, are bothering them obviously, right? Um, so it's really nice that that they are like that, which is which is really great. It's really really it good. Is. It really is. So what, what one of the things that you just mentioned there, Daryl, was the the fact that they they happen to do a, a commute a couple of times a week. Um, somebody that we know moving forward won't have to be doing that commute is uh, Eddie Howe. So he brought the new in, news in his interview that he'd, he'd be moving up with his whole family and everything like that. So um, speaking of Eddie Howe, Amanda. What, spoke at length in in an interview um about eddie and and the whole recruitment process um of how they kind of uh brought him on on board and and looked to 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 get him in um described him as the perfect fit um said that he was a dynamic coach um and that they'd done a lot of research on him um and the surprising thing for me decker was that they they talked about that they'd actually had conversations with eddie howe um when mike ashley still owned the club yeah, that, that that did take me a bit of a surprise, if I'm honest. Um, 
I also, when, when she was talking about the, she was analytics and data, she kept saying as well, that that obviously that they've used and he scored to a top points. Um, it was really interesting that though, when she said they've interviewed him with the Mike Ashley um, situation. But the good thing is he's been on that list for a long time and, and they obviously clearly believe in him. Um, and, and, and I think the one thing that you need in, in, with an appointment like that is belief from the owners. And I think with the Bruce appointment, a lot of people think he was seven, eight, nine on the list. Um, whereas I certainly get the feeling from Amanda that this has been talked about for a long time and he's definitely been within that top two. So that's that gives you a lot of faith moving forward, for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's evident that in the, the um, details that they, they shared that they... They thought very highly of him. Um, the fact that he was, you know, on on that list, um, I think she, she kind of admitted that they, they they'd maybe made a bit of a, a judgment call with with diving into the the Emery one. Um, they, they talked about kind of processes and that um, the that they'll have to, to to adapt to to football changing very very quickly. And I think obviously the the fact that Emery decided to to turn them down kind of caught them on the hop. Um, and then, but even so, they, they they did react quite quickly to that. In in you know within a matter of days, Daryl, we did we did change our attentions to how and get him get him in pretty quickly from that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important that you know that, that I mentioned there that you know and, and that you mentioned that you know we had been talking to Eddie previously when Mike Ashley's still on the club, and that was probably they were probably limited to what they, they, were, they were limited to what they could do then because. While they didn't own the club, they couldn't speak to anybody in the club staff-wise and they couldn't make any plans until they actually had the keys to the door. Um, except in the evidence of Eddie Harrell because he wasn't employed by the club. So they could make these sorts of decisions and have these conversations before owning the club. So it's it's very encouraging to see that they've been speaking to him such in, like so far in advance. Um, and just going back to that point there, um, you know, it's... I've lost what I was to say. <laughs> 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 Never mind. It's this beer. It's, it's a bit strong. What is, it like? what is it? Is it Boddington or that? No, it's, um, it's, it's a Northumberland lager. Oh, okay. A, All right. a bit stronger oh, than normal. A bit strong for you. Be on your back by the end of this, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, Neil JR there, he's just came up with one of the, 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 the great points that I, I liked in, in the, the interview was the, the fact that she's talked about if, if mistakes are made or when they make mistakes, that they'll, they'll straight away, they'll hold their hands up to them and then they'll, they'll look to put them right. So, that's really refreshing to hear, Decker, after what we've put up with, with for the, the last 14 years of decisions oh. being made and right or wrong and then, you know, just being stuck with it. Absolutely. I mean, to, to be fair, it, it, it takes a lot to do that because sometimes it's, it looks as a, a sign of weakness, you know, of obviously saying that you have done something wrong. And what I would say with Ashley, he did that many mistakes, even if he did come out eventually and apologise, it, it, it didn't matter. You know, you've made too many mistakes. However, I think with these being new to football and it's it's kind of like it is new for them, I think us as fans understand that as well. And we are we are willing to, you know, accept that there may be mistakes down the line. But it was fantastic that she said that. That if if we do get something wrong, we will come out. We will be honest. You know. But and in fairness, I mean that, that that video she did the day that interview, there was no real reason to do that. She didn't have to do that. Like other, other than Eddie Howe being appointed, um, there wasn't really anything else to comment. Really, all she had to do was release that statement on the website saying, you know, 
we really think he's going to be great for the job. He's a perfect fit for the club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for her to go again out of her way and think, actually, I'm, I'm going to do another video uh, to the fans to explain other things. It was just so so refreshing. Like, just I almost pinched myself a little bit thinking that I, I've never, I, I certainly don't expect it. Still, I, you know, I don't expect it because we've had so much dross over the last 14 years. When they do come out and do a seven ten minute video saying what the plans are and what the visions are, it just shocks us. Um, and I, you do get a sense as well, though, don't you, that you you actually believe what she's saying. Like it doesn't just seem like PR either. I generally believe what she's saying, and she means every word, which which is just absolutely brilliant. Like, absolutely. yeah, she does come over as very, very yeah. honest and and mm-hmm. you know genuine in what she's saying, Daryl. Absolutely, she's she's got no ulterior motive to try and bury anything under the sand. Um, and it's important when we talk about, you know, she's she's said that when they'll make mistakes. I think it's important that we have to accept that. They probably are going to make mistakes and there will be little bits and bobs here and there because they're novices to the football world to a degree. And until more of the structure is going to be in place in the coming weeks and months, then it, the decisions are going to be left to them and there probably is going to be another couple of hurdles before we get that structure in place going forward. There was yeah. a comment there, i just seen it at the bottom there. You just took it off, I think. It says his PR guru, guru. Someone said about Amanda. This one from Scott, yeah. And it's a really good point that if you imagine Amanda, let's just say, wasn't part of it, we really wouldn't have a spokesman. Does that make sense? Like, Piff, I'm going to be in front of a camera every five minutes. So Amanda is such a huge, huge part um, of what it is in terms of representing the ownership. Um, it, it, and she definitely is a, a PR guru, as you're saying there. Yeah, but I think it's just it's so nice to hear, isn't it, after after having years of deafening silence, you know, to, to have the, this, this new, new connection with, with the owners being able to, you know, you know, feel that you're, you're actually really are part of this, this takeover with them, you know, being so involved, um, seen loads of comments in the, the last few days around the difference in, in the club's social media accounts. There's lots of comments about that tonight in the chat as well, that, you know, everybody's really getting on and it's, it's, it's almost as if the, um, you know the shackles have been removed, and it's just that the, the, there is this this new this new era of, of everything being you know much more transparent. To, to steal a, a popular word that we've we've had over the last uh, you know months and years um, during during this whole it, process. It's mad, isn't it? Though you think like, did you mention? Did you just see the social media account there? Is that what you yeah. said there? Sorry. Like, how how is how is Mike actually being there? making some guy not tweet funny things or like just nice things. And since he's gone, even as you say, the social media games improved loads and that the post and great things about some of our ex-professionals, which I, I will understand that. I, I will give that one. Some of our ex-pros uh, obviously didn't get on Marshall and things like that, but it is mental to lose one man and the entire, the whole club, everything from a fucking tweet from an account has changed. It's, it's, it's quite insane. Like it really is. Yeah, it's really, really refreshing, um, but we can't escape from the um, the reality of the fact that we are we are still in a in a little bit of dicey problems down at the bottom of the the league, and it wasn't something that she avoided during the question, um, and she she did talk about relegation, and again, it was was interesting to hear that um, her and Eddie had been having the conversation um, around relegation, and she she came out with the line that it was important that we we brought in somebody that wasn't frightened of relegation. Um, so I don't know whether whether you thought that was maybe a little bit of dig at some some of the managers that would would be linked with maybe Daryl. Quite possibly, um, you know, we had links to um, 
Emery and Fonseca and, and others. And I suppose you probably would have to say that those names wouldn't want to be associated with a relegation. And you've got Eddie Howe there, who's been in relegation battles before, um, knows how to deal with them, knows how to survive them. Um, and somebody who would be prepared to stick in and see with through a following season if the worst thing did happen. Um, but, you know, he's been talked about so well by Manda. And I was also pleased to hear them already talking about January as well. Um, and I think if we can get this, the next major appointment being a, a sporting director or a director of football, if that appointment can be made soon, then I think we'll be cooking on gas come January. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the key things, isn't it? Is is the fact that we do have that almost little bit of a safety blanket of the January transfer window. There's obviously been a lot of talk in the in in the the, the last few hours around the fact that uh, the clubs have have made a, almost a bit of a pact to to deal with anybody but but Newcastle, which I I did find quite amusing. Um, it, it's it's quite ironic just how much hate that you know this little club in the northeast is is getting lately, isn't it? From from the other clubs, but uh, everybody's got a price. Well, that's that's it, and you know we don't just have to to shop within England. That's that's the other thing. I mean, as as in, important as as Premier League experience is, is we're not we're not confined just to these shores to to be making purchases. So, I, I did did find it quite uh, quite funny. But when she was talking about the the whole relegation piece, Decker, she she came over very very positive. Um, during it, she was like. You know, t- talking about that, she, th- she thought Eddie would do a great job and with the first team. And um, she, she almost had to stop herself from staying, saying that she really believes he'll, he'll get us out of this, the position that we're in. Um, I think that she was kind of going there with it and then, and then caught herself because obviously she didn't want to look, you know, put that out there on, you know, it, live to say that yeah. we will yeah. definitely stay up. So it's just, just a little bit re- reserved, but it was nice to, nice to hear and see that confidence from her. Yeah, I mean... Let's be fair. I mean, obviously, they've chose him in we're ninth, well, twentieth in the league at one stage. Um, them obviously believe he's the right guy. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't have got him yeah. in otherwise. And of course, they've got belief in him. But personally, I was more impressed with the with the way she said about him not being afraid if we get relegated. That tells me that they're not afraid either. Like as a as a group, they fully understand when they've bought where there was a serious chance we could be relegated. But there's a sense of we'll do everything we can to stop that from happening. But if it does, it's okay. Like it's not okay, but like we are still here. We're st- the plan won't change. You've got a good, good possibility here. Would Eddie Howe would stay with her if we went down. Whereas I feel as if we've got Emery or we've got a bigger manager in. I, I hate to say that because that's a bit. Um, what's the word? It's a bit harsh on Howe. But if we've got a, maybe a bigger name, that person would just leave when we got relegated, and then you're starting all over again. You know, a bat to the drawing board, who's going to come in? I do feel that if we do go down, okay, right, it's shit. Fans would be disappointed, but on the flip side, there'd still be an air of positivity because we've got a new manager, how we're still there, we're still going to spend if we're down or not. And I just feel it was a it was a good little message that from her, actually. Um, and as, I, I do agree with what you're saying. There's still a huge amount of confidence there. You could see it in her and in Eddie's press conference as well, may I add, in regards to he believes he can get well out of it. He believes the group of players we've currently got are better than what they're shown. Um, I, I, I will actually say very quickly, Amanda and Eddie, both of them have come across unbelievably well in the media the last few days. Um, all the work Eddie Howe's been doing, whether it be on NUFC TV, if you like, on the website, in front of Sky, he's just handled himself incredibly well. 
Um, so I, I could honestly smile him when I see him talk, you know, because I, I don't know if it's because I've seen Bruce for so long, just <laughs> being so shit, you know what I mean? Like in terms of how he carries himself, Eddie Howe is just, oh, he's just a man, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's just unreal. Yeah. And then you've got Amanda on top of that. Um, you know, it's it's a real lovely, great chemistry there, isn't it, of what we're, what we're seeing. So it's it's really exciting, really exciting. It's interesting you talk about that, Dale, because um, it's Eddie's choice of language is something I've been crying out for months and months and months for Bruce to be to have done before he left. Is instead of all this downplaying and, and negativity on and negative style words and language, Eddie comes in and it's like his expectation, what he expects from the team, you know. And it's there's he's I don't even think he's said the word hope yet, has he? I don't think not, so, not in no. that not in that context, you know. Um, hope so it'll be interesting hope, to see. Yeah. <laughs> interesting to see what he says in his first proper pre-match press on next Friday. Yeah, I, 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 listen. Let's, let's be fair here. I mean, it's it's all well and good him saying all these great things, um, and I think I said it on Twitter. I was, I love what he's saying in terms of his identity is the way he wants. I'm sorry, I know this might be a man now, but I have to talk about Eddie for a little bit. Um, that he wants to have this identity of playing be on the front foot, be attacking. Don't just sit there and wait to get beat and let the opposition um, and, and, and sort of immerse himself on us. It's great that. It's exactly what we all want to hear. But we also have to be realistic and I don't believe two weeks can change that. I, I mean, I might against Brentford at home, but, you know, let's be fair here. It's going to take time. You can't just click your fingers and go, great, we're going to be attacking now. Let's pay four at the back and everything's fine. Like, it's, it, it will be difficult. But, the, the reason why I'm so happy is, is you know the DNA of the leader, the DNA of our head coach is to play that way. And that's where, you know, all right, it might not be the next game. It might not be the game after that. But you know, eventually, that is going to be the style he's going for. Whereas under Steve Bruce, you knew what the style was. It was just, let's sit back and wait and hope, well, hope, hope we can get a goal. Um, and that's why I'm so positive about Eddie Howe. I really am. And when you look at the training footage, that I haven't had a chance to speak about that, the training footage that the club leaked on, on Twitter, people were going absolutely insane about him at shouting for a ball and running because we've never seen that from a coach. We've we've never seen it since Kevin Keegan. Like, honestly, I haven't seen a coach do I mean, Rafa was always out there with his shorts on no matter what. But um, it's really nice, isn't it, though, to see our head, our head coach be on there and almost doing as much as a player's doing. I mean, it's it's just, it's so refreshing. Honestly, I just over the moon, like, honestly, over the you moon. Can, you can see why you want a man over when he's, when he's obviously presented himself like that in an oh. interview. And it's just been a case of, well, you're hired, basically. It's, Un- an, it's an easy decision. I mean, the, te- the Telegraph said, I think it was them that got some sort of inside information saying that his interview was the best by far. And I understand why it was a split decision or whatever, because other people might have been looking at the experience of other managers. How can you turn down a manager who has won the Europa League or, or been in the Champions League? And I, I do get that. Of course I do. But it can imagine his interview being... I wish I would have watched it. I bet it was unreal how, how good it would have been and the detail he would have went into, the ideas he had. Um, the, the, the guy's a class act so far and, and, and I really, really hope it works. I honestly do. I really do. Because I would hate for us to be sitting like this a year later, a year later going, well, he started he started really well, but he hasn't got a clue, has he? That would be shit. I would, I would really, really hate. Honestly, yeah. and I do mean that. I do. I would hate for us to be in a position where that happened. I really hope that it, that it works. Hope. I really hope it works out for him. I really do. It would so be sorry, a heartbreaker, that wouldn't it? It would def- definitely be a yeah. heartbreaker. But really no, I, I mean, you mentioned that it's going to take time, and 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 she definitely, you know, acknowledged that. 
um, that yeah. you know we, they, they can't make things happen overnight. But they did talk a lot about the future um, and and what she wanted to to do with the club and 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 move it forward. Um, she talked about the fact that she should analysed all areas of the business. Um, she she recognised the fact that there was investment needed within the club, uh, and that was at all levels. She already, as we know, put in I think around about thirty eight million pound into the club to to kind of try and you know just get it get it moving forward a little bit. Um, again, we've seen today um, evidence of of cleanups and maintenance work going on at the at the stadium as well. So, um, but one one important thing that she did talk around was that she'd spent a lot of time at the at the academy, um, at the foundation, at the training ground, and all of that kind of thing, and said that the the there would lot lots of investment would be would be needed to happen there. And she actually did say that they would be building a new academy. So that that's going to be exciting, Daryl. It is, it is. Um, you know, these facilities that we're going with now, and that's not just at the academy, but it's at the, 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 the first team training ground as well. You know, they're, they're what, 20, 20 years old, 21 years old now, and they've barely changed. You know, listening to Alan Shearer on the overlap there this afternoon, you know, he's there definitely hasn't been any change in the facility since he left in 2006, and that tells you everything you need to know. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with because you've seen through PIF um, or PIF some of the other things that they've been involved with in terms of setting up sporting academies elsewhere um, and it that get, gives you the hope to think that we might be able to emulate something like that and it's going to be it's going to be a state-of-the-art facility that we could end up with here um, and it's certainly going to not only is it going to attract players to the club it's also going to make sure that that kept at peak performance levels as well. They're going to be well looked after. It's going to be filled with, you know, all your top equipment that you're going to need to run a football club. Um, and it's encouraging to hear what you say is about the academy because it's about time we started producing our own talent in this region. It's a hotbed of football. It, there's plenty of talent here that we could, you know, we could garnish and farm and, and grow to be pushing through the whole system and into the first team in the future. Yeah, and that's something that we've missed out on over the, the last God as as long as I long long as I can remember. When you you look, you're probably looking before the long staffs, you you're probably looking at Andy Carroll as the, the last player that we actually kind of brought through successfully through the, the academy and stuff like that. And then before that you've got to go back even even longer. Um so we've definitely been been left behind in the times with with the, the young talent that's in, in the area. Um, so you know, making those those steps to to invest in the academy and and look at bringing the the, the best of uh, of the local area and and outside of that, we we know we've had a a bit of a history of looking at, at, at talent in different countries and stuff like that and bringing young players over. So that that can only you know be be even better for the future, Decker. I think that the point you said there is absolutely spot on. We've agreed, Mark. Really um, <laughs> the, the the latter you've said there about uh, everyone thinks of academy things. Oh, great! We'll get a guy for a little kid from Wall's End, and he'll all of a sudden be the number nine and score all the goals. And it's history repeating itself. I actually look at it the way you're saying is that why don't we go and pinch someone from from Arsenal's? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like for, from from around Liverpool or from around from Paul London Dummett. or something. I, I've got um, to stop and apologise to Paul Dummett. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Decker. No, that's all right. How could I forget um, Paul Dummett? Is, is 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 go and get someone from there? Get you know and bring them bring them to our academy and then we grow them from there. Or even players from abroad, as Mark said. You know, and um, I, I did think it was interesting that the way she worded it. I know she says all 
all um, areas of the club need investment. The way she said it to me was like, Christ, we were even shocked when we seen how bad it was. Like, yeah. I think she, I think she knew that the training ground needed it. She probably knew the academy needed it, but it was the way she says we've we've went through each area and all of it needs sorted, which I think was a bit of a shock maybe you know what i mean to, to, to a degree um and listen room wasn't built in a day like and uh no. it, it is going to be you know one step at a time but the thing that's good for us is that we know that them steps are there we know that the plan is there and then them want to do it whereas before we had an owner who who didn't want didn't want to look at the steps he didn't care do you know what i mean whereas at least we know the manda and, and all the rest of them um that the that they really want to do it. And I think that's what's so exciting about it all. And it might take years, but I'm quite happy to be on that journey, like for how long, how long it takes. And yeah, I just want to yeah. comment on what Daryl said about the overlap. That was interesting when Shiva said that about, listen, he said to Gary, it hasn't changed since 2006 when I was here. And I mean, you're like, when you think of that, that's that's absolutely just graceful when you when you think of it like it's... Uh, it's it is. Yeah, I think us, us as fans, we we knew, we realised how bad the, the, the training facilities where we've we've seen the pictures we've seen it as somebody's put in the comments there the wheelie bins the, the ice baths and stuff like that um the nice thing that that again jumping just to, to to eddie's interview he talked about the the fact that there has been a bit of a spruce up around the stadium so he talked about walking you know down down the tunnel and seeing all of the the, the pictures in there and um, the changing room and stuff like that so there's, there's you know those, those areas are certainly looking looking better um but I think it's it's a long, long overdue time to, for for something to happen at the the training ground. Do you see them building a building a new one, Decker, or or, or looking to, to to kind of you know spend and invest money in what's already there? Oh, um, I think maybe more so immediately is to just invest with what's there and maybe upgrade what is there, um, and then. If you then become, you know, um, I'm not saying successful. Successful is the wrong word because when I say successful, that is like, oh, you're going to be in Europe, or you're going to win a cup. What I mean is like being, um, you know, mid-table, comfortable, you know, a, a decent team. That's a solid team. That's when maybe the next progression would be, right, okay, we might flatten all of this and start again completely or we'll build somewhere else. I do feel that they're just going to upgrade the areas that are already there, um, which is fine, right? I mean, that, that's that's absolutely fine. I totally agree with Decker there. It's going to be short-term and long-term, isn't it? That's how it's going to have to be planned out. And yes, short-term one will be to upgrade what would say what we've got in place at the minute. And then long-term, you then start to look at, you know, I think if when like if, if they go ahead and with what they're saying about building the new academy, if that isn't on the same site as it is now, that'll give you an indication of what's going to happen in the long-term. And it'll be a case of it, it'll have your academy and your training ground for the first team, it'll be on its own site somewhere else. Um, I can't see them staying and developing the whole site for the future in where it is at the minute because yeah. of the restrictions around that plot of land. It's very restrictive. The sell-off land that they could have used to develop the training ground on the other side at the top end next to the main road and put houses there, and there's more houses around between I mean, there's a public bridleway between the academy and the first team training centre, so you know that's going to give you restrictions there. So I think in the future it'll be something in the grander scale will be on a separate site away from where it is now. Yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. 
They did talk about um, having a, a robust business plan, so you would imagine that they're, these are the times of kind of things that they'll be looking at, looking at the opportunities to, uh, and it'll be a, be a balancing act, won't it, on on what will it cost to build a new a new facility, what will it cost to to upgrade what we've already got, and then look at you know what is going to be the 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 best way to go with it. But as you say, Daryl, you know the the tra- training ground at the the minute is. Is pretty much surrounded by housing and, and then the train lines um, running right. down the side, so it's it's it can't grow that much. Um, so I, I just wonder whether or not they might potentially keep keep that for like the the, the under twenty threes, the academies, maybe even the ladies team um, in in the long term, and then look to have something you know built new for to to house the first team, and then eventually depend on the area where it is and the size and stuff like that. Look to look to have everything uh, lo- located there. So. But the, the the fact that you talked about having the the business plan, they knew what the what needed to be done. I think there probably was a few surprises in there, as we say, probably not knowing how how bad the facilities were um, at the at the training ground. But she was just really really keen to to stress how how when she'd been talking to everybody, kind of all of the staff, that there was a real a real good family feel around the club. Um, with all of the staff, everybody was just so really enjoyed the job, really wanted to be there. And I get you know. I know a couple of people that, that work at the club and they've been really lifted by the, the fact that the, the, the new owners have came in. Um, and she talked about the fact that when she's talking to the, the, the people that work at the club, that they've, they've got loads of ideas on, on how they want to improve things, how things can be better and, and, and suggesting kind of alternative and, and more efficient ways of working, Daryl. I mean, who who more than the people that work within that business knows the business better than the people that are, you know, at the coal face kind of thing, living yeah. it day in and day out. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, these are the guys that have worked at the club for, you know, however many years and there's no better expertise than what's already in the club itself. Um, and I'm sure that they'll have looked at other clubs and thought, well, you know, we could do that, but we've just never had the investment or the money to, to be able to do it. And, then they'll be having the ideas of how they can do it even better again, and it's all it's it's all linked into the competition between clubs at every level. So our social media team will want to push the best ideas and the best practices from other teams, as an example, and then they'll want to grow and make them even better again, and that goes across the whole club. Yeah, no, that 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 is right. Like I think. Um... I was reading some of the comments there. What was the one about the race course there? I think I heard that one as well. Um, uh, yeah, so it was 84, Jolly yeah. Boy. So Aye. obviously, I'd, yeah, I'd heard that one. it's it's owned mm. by the Rubens, as we know. They 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 own that up there, so they they could potentially because there is a lot of a lot of land in in around that. That's kind of part of the race course that doesn't really get used for anything. Um, I just yeah. I don't know if it's maybe if it's classed as green belt, possibly of, of mm. where it is, or or with it being private. Privately owned, whether that doesn't. doesn't I think I think having the the Rubens on board is fantastic in that all that regard. By the way, whenever they've got a problem or or a question about land, hey lads, uh, we're thinking about you know building this in X amount of years. Where do you think will be a decent site? And then I'll know. You know, there'll be a plan there. For of course there will be. I think just for now, it's very much what Eddie Howe said in the sense of like because them asked him like, do you think you're the person to take the club to this this situation? And he was like, I'm not even looking that far down the line. You know, I just, we need to, first of all, think of Brentford. Do you know what I mean? And that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, but like, we have to kind of just um, walk before we run. Do, do you know what I mean? And I think what they're doing at the minute of spending £38 million on daily running costs to 
clean things up or add a little bit of stuff here is fantastic and that's what we want and i think the staff as you've mentioned mark i mean when when that cloud of ashley's gone because you imagine these guys have been going into work every day knowing no one really cares about my opinion like i, I could go into work and say all i need is this to be built on that side there and i can do all of this extra work that's all i'm saying just something like that right them know that 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 idea is going nowhere them approach their boss and they know for a fact it's never going to get signed off by anyone so their own behaviors would be would change you wouldn't give as much you wouldn't care as much and that's the problem that the club from the very very top um the care factor had was gone and that that is that's the root problem throughout is that nobody cared anymore we didn't even care as fans that's how bad it was getting whereas now them very same people will be literally skipping into, into work because they know that their ideas are going to be listened to finally um and again, that's that's another huge positive for everybody. Yeah, and I think even Eddie Howe's, you know, certainly recognised that there's there's work to be done at the the training ground. Um, when he was talking about kind of how he likes to have everything digital and stuff like that, um, we saw obviously from the training training videos that the they've had to bring in a, a mobile scaffold and tower in order to get a a camera up above the pitch to to kind of record what was what was going on. So. We, uh, we we definitely need need something to happen there, but it was it was a very very positive um, interview from a um, albeit in, in a very short space of time. She got over a, a hell of a lot of points. I think it was only maybe eight to ten minutes long, something like right. that. But right. it uh, she she covered a lot of this the stuff that we we are are really passionate about, and uh, it just really gave give you a, a really big boost. Um, she talked about the fact that she's got a lot of meetings planned in the, the coming weeks with uh, all of the staff to look at everything that they can that they can do. Um, but uh, she's certainly ready to get her get her hands in there and uh, get it get it going. Which well, well Eddie was willing to get his hands in as well, wasn't he? By the way, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry to lower the tone, but I uh, just wanted to say. Obviously, I know I, I know we've had amazing moments recently right in terms of actually leaving and of course it was a huge celebration them buying was fantastic Bruce getting the sack was amazing but I really just want to make a point in the last week or so of how good it's been like we've getting a manager in who the media work's been fantastic about Amanda's making some fantastic noises I just feel that this last few it could say what 42 78 72 hours it's been so positive and it, it feels like a new club. It feels like a new club now. Um, you know, listen, you might turn up next Saturday and get beat off Brentford. And, you know, and it, it is what it is. That's football, right? You can lose football games. That's what's important to remember. You can lose football games. But I mean, from the outside now, in terms of how the club you think is being run and, and the people that are looking after the club, it just feels in safe hands, doesn't it? it, it that's how it feels to me anyway. And I, I'm so, so excited about it. I really am. You can probably tell by me voicing that. You know? <laughs> You're absolutely right, though, Dagger. It, it does feel like it's in, in, in safe hands. And from the personal experience from this week, um, like I said earlier on, you know, I've got no reason to doubt their intentions and what they want to do with this club and how it aligns to what we want from the club as well. And I think we should all be really looking forward to what the future holds. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we start getting beat, Daryl, don't start like <laughs> spitting in the food or giving them shit drinks and that, all right? <laughs> never, never, never. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. dear me. But it, it was it, it was just nice and refreshing, wasn't it, to hear from hear from our uh, our our new owners to to hear the plans that they have to to understand that they know what's gone on 
during the you know the the last fourteen years of the the ownership and and stuff like that. And she spoke about the fact that getting Eddie in was the was the first step, the important part of it, and that they can now look at everything else and 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 go from there. And uh, it's it's just an exciting start to to where we go. But um, one thing that you didn't say during that interview, but has then came out in with the, the Daily Mail, was the uh, the comments around um, the Sports Direct signs. So um, as Marty putting in the comments there, Sports Direct signs the Daryl she said that. Uh, she loved walking out to the stadium, but she finds it really difficult to be able to take a picture. Without... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant, man. I uh, we all do though, don't we? To stay on a match day, and you, every day you see somebody on Twitter's got I've made this picture better, and it's just because I've got all the sports direct script out of it. Um, and I think if she wants to make a little bit extra pocket money for somebody, sell some tickets, and we'll watch them take it down. Put a camera in, we'll watch. We'll watch a live stream, then taking the stuff down. It'll be great. Maybe they could do what. Uh, maybe what they could, they could do what Sunland did, where they, they invited the fans <laughs> in to come and change the seats. They could invite us all in uh, to come and rip down the Sports Direct signs. I'd I'd be well up for that. Way I fancy that, that get the Gallagher shots photo of all just like pulling it down. Be, I, I'm game for that. Like I'd be quite good. Uh, but it, it's, it, do you know it's funny she says that? Like because I I love the photo of them. Uh, where it's Eddie and obviously Amanda and her husband next to him. It's a, it's a really nice photo of that. And it, again, what I mean about this sort of like, um, I feel like it's a new start. I looked at that photograph and I was like, you know, it really does feel like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to you a photograph, but like it's how I felt. But it's the sports director above, right? Because it's Newcastle United, but it's either side. And I'm like, ah, you know, it still, still sort of kicks you a bit, you know? Um, but it seemed positive what she was saying in the mail regarding the uh, sponsorship, obviously, situation that we all know. The clubs had that crisis meeting and tried to vote against it that we couldn't get our own sponsorship in and things like that. And that seems to be positive that they're going to win, which I thought they would. Um, and again, that's another. I think I said this weeks ago about getting getting how in or sorry getting the management. It's the first domino to fall, isn't it? And it just everything sort of goes into place over time, you know. And you'll get rid of Sports Direct, and who knows what might happen? We might have a Saudi Arabian company goes up there. Um, which some fans won't be happy with. And you know what it is? I, I kind of respect that as well. Some fans won't be happy with that happens, right? I'd prefer to keep it all clean. Personally, I would. But you have to understand that the, the sort of the day and age we're in, we need the money. The marketing's huge, isn't it, in football now? And, and I, do, I do accept that and I, and I can get behind that. Um, just anything other than Sports Direct. Whereas before, my motto was anything except Mike Ashley. So it was it's just moved on, isn't it? It's, but um, no, I think um, just as I say, like... I know that that wasn't on the interview that we're discussing now, but to see it come out in the in the press a little bit later or on the same day, again, it's just music to me. Yes, it really, really is. Yeah, and uh, again, during that in that interview with the Daily Mail, she spoke about the fact that uh, the, the the temporary ban that the the Premier League have placed on um, you know owners being able to to kind of take sponsorship deals that's due to come to an end um, and she was very keen to take um, take advantage of that straight away Daryl and she, she spoke about the fact that she'd uh, they'd be looking at the sponsorship immediately as soon as that was lifted which uh, again she, she didn't say that we would you know definitely be looking at Arabian investment but it would be available to to anybody at that point yeah absolutely and I think they'll have something something will be ready to go from minute zero as soon as that ban's lifted they'll be starting to to make the processes work and you know as as like i said it'll be getting rid of the sports direct from the stadium maybe a maybe a saudi company that takes the place of that and 
it could even be a case of the shirt sponsorship as well, because I know there's issues with selling the shirts over in Saudi Arabia because of the fact that it's a betting sponsor that's on the front of it at the minute. Um, and going forward from that, you know, these the, the amounts of money that we're talking about these days is a case of somebody could say, right, we're going to buy out the contract. And then Fun88, for example, would still get that money. And then the sponsorship would change on the front of the shirt as, as an example. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play this. It's going to be, I think, what we could also say, you know, we've been talking about needing a sporting director, etc., a commercial director coming in as well, somebody to look after that specifically, because commercial revenue now is such an important part of running the business of the football club. You know, our commercial revenues have really been rubbish, basically, for the last 10 years. You've seen other clubs absolutely skyrocket and just overtake completely. And I think... The biggest change you'll see over the next few years in the short term will be our commercial revenue is just going to absolutely explode going forward. Yeah, and that was one of the key points of the of the Premier League's um, kind of rule that they introduced is that it had to be at, at market value. Um, and, you know, market value dictates, well, you just look at, you know, the, 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 the amounts that some of the other clubs are being paid through, through sponsorship the amounts that they're generating revenue in, and we're a million miles behind that. You know, Decker, we, we've spoken before on the podcast about the fact of, you know, where we were 14 years ago before Ashley came in, and the clubs of that have then subsequently overtaken us with the revenue that they're generating. Spurs, Spurs is that, you know, we're in the position that yeah. Spurs were where we were, you know, where and, and we were where they are now, and, yeah. and we've done a, a complete swap. So, yeah. It, lots Spurs is... Yeah, Spurs is what I was going to use as me me um, example. What was Tottenham? If you go back to when Ashley came in, we we were head and shoulders above them in terms of revenue. And it, that you know, I find that one actually quite strange because I think the one thing we can say is Ashley was very clever businessman. Well, we, I, you have to agree with that, right? Because he's got all the money in the world. Well, not all the money in the world, but he's got quite a bit. Um, but he is a su- successful businessman. But when you think of what he did commercially with us, it was absolutely shocking. Like so, so poor. Um, and I definitely agree with Daryl that, that an organisation and owners like we've got now will get somebody in that is in control of commercial, in control of marketing, and it'll it'll take its own way. It'll have it, it'll have its own head and it'll be away. And and I think again that's another thing over the years to come where you'll find that we will generate so much more money. Um, and not about this market value business as you've mentioned there, but we are so far behind that curve. I mean, is it funny? It is it's six million pound, I think, for the shirt sponsor, or eight, mm, six or eight. Like that, yeah. I mean, no, of course, we're not my United, I, I totally appreciate that. But when you look at, I think, Tottenham's was their training gear was something like 50 or 45, something like that. Like, we are absolutely miles away from, from, from what we can be, you know. Um, and you, you just know for a fact, though, in the, in the future. Uh, you know, next year or the year after, that's something they'll be they'll be honing in on, and we'll just see massive dividends there as well. Um, so, I so again, again, another positive forward, and it just it just another another reflection of how neglected the club's been, though, isn't it? That's again what annoys me. It's just it's not just on the field where it's being poor, and that's when you speak to pundits and they go, oh, "What do they expect?" You know what I mean? And oh, what they're complaining about now, you know. But it's not just about the three points on the field or the goals we're scoring. It's it's about that. It's about the revenue off the field. It's about the stadium being dirty. It's about wheelie bins. It's about it's so much more than just a Saturday at three o'clock. And I think I think they forget about that. I really do. Yeah, and that that's how how you know 
far-reaching Mike Ashley's neglect of the club has has been. It's impacted on on every single you know area and of of the club and every bit of it. So that's that's why we we recognise the fact of the the big job that the the, the new owners have got in coming in here. Um, that's why you know it, it's it, it's really important that we we as a fan base show patience, show understanding that it that it isn't going to happen overnight and that it will be a. Uh, a thing that will take a little bit of time to to get right, um, but we do have the the, the the ability to to make some signings potentially in January, um, should we need them. Um, and again, she did say in our interview that she was looking at the January transfer window, that they didn't necessarily want to have to do business during that because they understood that it wasn't you know a time when they got a lot of value in there. Um, but you know, it's I think it is. It is going to be a case of that we are going to have to dive into the transfer market, Daryl. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the you know as as good as we want the current crop of players to be, and you know we're probably all going to see some improvements between now and January. Now that Eddie's in charge, we're still going to need to make some changes just to keep the level and start the ball rolling forward to progress going into next season. Um. I think I heard an interesting point earlier on um, this evening um, on a, on BBC Newcastle, um, and, and it was mentioned that we don't necessarily have to ship some of these players out to get them to get replacements in, and we could just remove them from the 25-man squad. It's going to be harsh on those lads, whoever they are, because it will mean they just end up training with the reserves and maybe appearing for the reserves between now and the end of the season, and that will be harsh. And we've seen it before with the likes of Yasevays. And the yeah, Lazars and things like that, and they just fester out of the way. But we're going to be in a position where we're probably not going to have much choice other than to do that. Um, a lot of the lads signed contract extensions last summer, and it's going to be hard to move some of them on because they'll be on long contracts with good money. But like, yeah, Dwight Gales, he doesn't have to leave. He's got good money coming in, guaranteed for however long his contract runs out for. Um, and some of the other lads are going to be out of contract in the end of the summer, so you're going to see changes from them as well. Like yeah, Sean Longstaff says his contract will be running out in the summer coming. And I think he'll be desperate if he wants to say he'll have to play for his life to be able to earn a new contract going forward. Um He and, has a really, really, really important oh, few months ahead of him. I was he just, really does. Sorry to um, there, but he really does. Matty as well. We don't even know if Matty will come back down from Aberdeen yet. Um we, we gather he's not having the best times up there. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how the, the, the play this this window. I think we can all sit here and, and say, well, we need a centre-back, we need a new midfielder, we need a striker to back up Wilson and, and a left-back as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we'll play this. I'm really interested to see how we're going to do it. And We've got the money, but I don't expect we're to go stupid. I don't expect we're to spend more than maybe 30, 40 million tops just to keep we going, to tick it over. To keep us safe this season. If if I could ask you, Daryl, if I, how many players? Do you, I know you said the money there, thirty four. But how many players yeah. do you think we need to buy to stay up, if any? But how, how many do you think we need? I reckon three. We've got the loan. We've got the loan market as well. Don't remember. Don't yeah. remember. Don't forget even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say three. Three altogether, definitely. Um, right, okay. I'd want a new left back, a centre back, and. I'd still be torn between a centre midfielder and a striker for to partner Wilson, but I think I would go a left back, a left back, centre back, and midfielder. 
but I wouldn't say they'd all be permanent transfers either. I'd say one or two of them would be loans. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And as as Keelan's saying there, um, Decker, can you see players leaving, being sold, or or even going out on loan? As we um, just said before, there. It's a difficult one that because I think, as Daryl's rightly said, there's a lot of them getting paid, a lot of them in contract. Some of them are, not all of them, of course, but and. I think some of them won't want to go. I think some some of them... Well, I haven't said that, actually. Sorry, let us rephrase that. Some actually might want to go, given the training regime now, in, ter- in terms of, like, fucking hell, you know, we're getting put through our paces here. Some might not like that. However, there might be a strong lot of them think, this is exactly what we've wanted. This is, as me as a professional, this is what I've been missing. You know what I mean? And they might really buy into what Eddie Howe's trying to do. And, and they obviously already... They've, it seems that the owners have spoke to the players on a regular basis at training and stuff and have made sure the players are aware of what the, the current situation is and what the owners are doing. So you think of how we feel as fans in terms of all these great noises and good vibes that we're feeling. The players will be exactly the same, minus a few, but most of them will be like, Christ, it, this is a new club. And a lot of them will want to be on board with that, you would hope. Um, so... I think some of them may not want to go, but what I would honestly say, though, is when, when a player knows from the manager that they're not part of the plans anymore, then maybe they will leave. If you if you know, well, actually, the manager doesn't like us, I'm fucked. Um, do I just sit and collect me money? Some professionals do that, unfortunately. But I think some of those, you might be able to get out on loan and stuff like that. Um, I agree with Daryl that I honestly... Maybe it's because I'm I'm biased and I, I like I like the players. Some of the players I have. I know I did say we needed a 21 a few weeks ago, but I mean in terms of to stay up, I think if we can strengthen centre midfield because it's a huge problem for a huge. It always has been. We're just no legs. Get a decent centre half in. I think you're all right, really. To be honest with you, um, bearing in mind that what I believe Eddie Howe can do with the current crop, I think Almiron yeah. will become a better player. I think Willick can become a better player. Um, do you know what I mean? I think there's a few players they are generally believe. Get Fernandez back in. What the hell is he not on the squad for? Get these players back in and under under the new fitness regime and under better coach and better tactics. Add a couple of people in there in January. I think you I think you'd be okay. I really do. Yeah, I, I think I mean we've 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 spoken about where we we think the the club needs to to invest on the pitch in in previous um, podcasts and stuff like that. Um, we touched briefly on this earlier but blue moon boys asking it again so daryl can you see clubs being reluctant to do business with us as is rumored so if we are looking um, those three or four players is is that really going to impact us i think in the short term i think until it actually we get to january there'll be a lot of noise to that point um i think come january again like i said earlier everybody's got a price I don't think we're going to be held to ransom. I think we're not going to be mugs here. We're going to, we're not going to have to throw too much money at it. Um, and I think, depending on how clubs' finances are, you know, we've just gone through a pandemic. If st- clubs are starting to need the money in January, then they'll not really have much option, will they? You know, that's it. Um, and I think yeah, you, you mentioned there, you know, and I'm I'm looking at this as on on the right on a wider scale here. We're not just thinking about clubs in England at this point. There's a lot of clubs on the continent, like your, your French clubs, for example, are absolutely struggling for for finance at the minute. So if we can maybe go and do what we did a few years ago under Alan Pardew and pinch a couple of players from France, fair enough. Let's do it. Let's get them in and get them playing. Yeah, I, I do think I do think one worry I have slightly is before this little quote that I'm hearing from from other clubs, 
when Newcastle come knocking on your door for a player, you would imagine if you're the owner, okay, these are the richest guys in the world, apparently, aren't they? So I get that some clubs will be wanting bigger money. Having adding the fact that these are saying they're not going to do business with her, some of the asking prices could become unrealistic, um, and really want me to pay over, you know, over the price that they're worth. Um, but I, I don't know if it's every club. I mean, it might be. I mean, Tottenham will be one of them. There's no doubt about that. But the the, the well, they they well they again. So there's probably. Yeah, that's. I agree with that. What Grant says is three, three, four, maybe five clubs that have got that little opinion, but I don't think it would matter too much. I just think what we may we may run into is a problem of we want a certain player who was valued at fifteen, but because it's Newcastle, oh well, it's twenty five now, mate. That's the only thing I'll say we'll run into maybe, um, which I guess we'll just have to wait, but it could be a problem. Yeah, and there's a couple of people have said in the comments, Alan, the latest one there. Um, agents run football behind the scenes, and if if you're an agent of a player and there's money to be made, you you'll be making it regardless yeah. of what the, the 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 club are saying. We all know that the majority of players have got buyout clauses in the contracts. If if they are coming up to the end of the contract, say they're out of contract in the summer, again the clubs are going to be looking to to cash in on them because. They're not going to wait six months and let them walk away from for free. So there's there's definitely opportunities out there for us to 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 buy people in. And, and we, we also have to be careful on that. Do you feel as well, though, in terms of getting the right people in? And I, I'm not for a yeah. second thinking that we're just going to do a QPR and just buy, you know, anyone that's willing to come. But you know, when you're looking at players that are out of contract in six months and we will buy them, like, kind of why that were contract in six months? Why does that club not want to keep them? That's that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? We've just got to be. Also, a bit careful in terms of what we're going for. Yeah, it's it's about getting value for money, isn't it? And you know, I I, I spoke, I think it was on Monday, about the fact that when we were when there was this the slight delays around the backroom staff and, and and that kind of thing, I I quite liked that because it was shown that they weren't just you know being bent over a barrel and just you know being held to ransom for the for any any demands that the the people that were wanting to come to the club club had they were they were wanting to negotiate and actually get a good deal so I'd, I'd be looking for that to continue not to the extent of of Ashley and Charlie in the way that they negotiated because we know that uh, quite often that that phrase of we couldn't get it over the line so but I think we'll uh, you know do you think anyhow will use that line I hope he doesn't <laughs> I, I mean as, as I, I say from a from a money a money point of view we shouldn't have to but we know we know clubs will 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 charge a premium because they know we've got a lot of money. So it's it is going to be a, 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 t- a tough negotiation to 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 kind of get the right price, get the right terms, and stuff like that. But but we can afford it at the end of the day. But let's let's not get carried away with it. No, I, I agree with that, and I also think that results from now until them are just so important. Like it's so important. The next we've got four game four games coming up, maybe three that, that I feel that we can do something with. Um because I would hate to be going into the, the January window absolutely desperate. Do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we need to do something. And that's when panic situations happen, right? And you, you, you can make mistakes in the mistakes in the market. But I guess we've just got to trust the process, haven't you? We've got to trust that because of course by then you will have a, a director of football in or a or a whatever they're going to call them, a, what's a technical director or director mm. of football. Um, and there's probably no doubt that they've got people in mind already. Eddie Howe, didn't he? He already said, didn't he, from the start, that he had a couple of names he said to them in his interview that he felt could not could improve the team we've got. So who, who are them people that Eddie Howe's got in mind, you know? So it's um, the, the one thing we do know, though, is we've got owners that are going to go into this January window wanting to make a difference. 
Whereas before, we were thinking, well, we might get one loan player. Whereas at least this time, we know that we're, we're going to have some kind of dent here. We've got some money behind it and, and ownership in a, in, a, in a structure that generally want to try and improve the squad and improve the team, which is which again is refreshing, which is great. It is. And Degger, just to finish on um, tonight's show, something that we did uh, last night on the, the phone-in show that we did, which was uh, very successful. So anybody that was, didn't well didn't watch that, go and, uh, go and have a look at, in, at the channel after this and uh, give it a, a little watch. It was our I'd like to do one. First I'd like to do one myself. In. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't worry. You can ring in and argue with us. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But no, it was uh, it was it was good to 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 have a conversation with uh, with with different people, Brilliant. get Brilliant. them on, have different uh, perspectives, and uh, have that that That's interaction. Right. So uh, definitely something that we we will be looking to do more of. But uh, yeah. one of the questions that we we were asking the callers last night when when they they were coming on was um, looking at Eddie Howe and the the development of players that are already at the club, um, and who you you thought would really. You know, shine under Eddie Howe and, and maybe come from out of the shadows a little bit. Um, Jamal Lewis got a, a lot of love um, from a, a lot of the callers and in the comments. And again, he's he's getting the same in the in the comments tonight. Well, I can't see him then, can I? If it's already been said, um, <laughs> I think this one will sound a little bit daft because because Jamal Lewis is in the cold. I mean, he's freezing. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's not even getting a game. Like. Um, I th- what I will just say is I think uh, Eddie Howe will lean on Richie, by the way, early doors. I think early doors, I think he'll trust. He knows Richie. He knows he's going to be working for him, blah, blah. I- I'm going to say Joe Willick. Now, I appreciate when he came in last year, he was scoring for fun and he was a great player. He's a shadow of that player at the moment. Um, and if you look at the system that we're playing, now, Bruce, there was no place for him in that team. So I really think it will be interesting to see if Eddie Howe can get the best out of Willick again. So... That's that's my guy. That's it. Yeah, there was a couple of couple of uh, shouts for for Joe Willick as well, because um, he has, I guess he hasn't probably played as much as he as he would have hoped. Um, again, no. maybe that's that's down to the formation and the way that we've been been yeah, playing. But no, uh, you know, I, I think moving forward, he would he would be the type of player that that Eddie will definitely like, because you talked about obviously. The, the speed, um, looking to be playing on the front foot and stuff like that. And, you know, that sums up Joe, Joe Willick entirely, Daryl, doesn't now, it? He, sorry to interrupt, I apologise. you imagine being Joe Willick hearing, them as, hearing that as well? Can you imagine, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting there and you've got a new manager coming and these are the things he's seeing. The likes of Joe Willick, the likes of Almiron, there's a few players that spring in my head will be thinking, wow, this is, this is what I want to hear. So hopefully that'll obviously excite Joe Willick and, and, and we'll see the better. So sorry, Darren, I apologise. <laughs> no, mate. Um, I agree with you. I think he's going to absolutely love what he can get out of the likes of your, your Miggies, your Saints, your Willocks, even your Ryan Frazers, because he does, not that we've seen a lot of it since he's come to the club, but he, he is a fast little player. Um, and I think he's going to find that he's actually got a lot of what he needs at his disposal. He probably already knows this. Like, I'm talking a little crap, yeah, but uh, he'll know what he's coming into. And I think he'll be able to get more out, definitely be able to get more out of the players that he's got at his disposable uh, right now. Um, and I even think we might even see a bit of a resurgence, we mentioned earlier, from Sean Longstaff, um, with a bit of proper coaching and somebody in his ear saying, you know, he, in his positioning and think, like, his, his thought processes as well on the on the ball, because I think one thing we could label him with, with being in the last year to 18 months is 
his gameplay has slowed down and he seems to dally on the ball a bit more. His decision making's gone really awry. He's gone slow, like you know, he's losing possession, making the wrong passes and things like that. And I think that'll improve. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Like it's really interesting to see under a progressive coach like Eddie Howe exactly what we are capable of. I agree. Well, that was a, quite an amusing comment there from Alan. Toss up between the Loch Ness Monster or Lewis, who's been spotted first. Where has Lewis gone? <laughs> so he's, def- he's definitely been locked away in uh, in Steve Bruce's cupboard somewhere, hasn't he? Along yeah, along with uh, Fernandez and Cher recently. Aye. Well, how? Well, don't get. Let's. It's too late to get onto that. So yeah. <laughs> but I do agree, Mark. I do agree. But as as we've said, it's just nice to 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 have a little bit of positivity around the club, isn't it? And to to hear Amanda speaking, you know, about how she wants to take the, the, the club forward, looking at the, you know, the the whole infrastructure, looking at where we're going to go. The, the, the future certainly looks rosy um, and it's it's going to be a hell of a ride and uh, enjoy that as we, as we go, lads. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. you know, when you think, like, we wouldn't be sitting here on a Thursday night... Um, you know, talking for an hour and six minutes as positive as what we have been, you know, on, on Ashley. We, we wouldn't even be doing one on Thursday night because there'd be nothing to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would just, um, and it does it does go to show just just how much how much communication means to us as fans, you know, because of her coming out today and doing what she says, eight minutes of her time, took eight minutes, and the whole fan base was united and, and, and buzzing because of an eight-minute video. And it just proves, you know, the, the power of communication, doesn't it, really? Yeah, and, and when we've been starved of it for, for so long, any any little tiny morsel of, of, of information coming out of the club and anything like this is just, just mind blowing to us to to see it. And uh, there's just been a real a real buzz this, this week so far around everything that, that is coming out of the club and uh, long may it continue. So certainly Absolutely. nice to uh, to have uh, smiles on our faces as we as we talk through uh, everything all Newcastle. Um, but I'm going to draw it to a close tonight, lads. It's been uh, a pleasure to have a chat with you. Um, if you have enjoyed the video, please do give it a little like down there, down at the bottom on, hit that button, this little thumbs up. And if you're already on like doing it, click that subscribe <laughs> button as well. So we need uh, need as many subscribers. So we've had um, at one point almost 500 people watching tonight. So wow. hopefully hopefully they're all, uh, all members. Uh, and even Alan St. Maximum himself tells you to like and subscribe to the channel so you kind of go against uh, alan saint maximum's wishes so get on it so but thank you everybody for joining us tonight um it has been brought to you by 90 minutes and of course www.pt-4-u.co.uk we are the gallagher shots youtube channel and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks or days, hours, who knows? You don't get content like this anywhere else. Good night. Hey.
Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.